Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Capella University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule so you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Welcome to Killing Time, hosted by two girls, one goth. I am joined here today by two extremely hungover people. They're nursing a two-day hangover from CrimeCon. Are you guys alive? Um, I'm better today, but I'm not great. I <laughs> was in really bad shape yesterday. I almost threw up like five times yeah. on the way home. So today, today we're recording on Tuesday for this week thursdays mm-hmm. killing mm-hmm. time so you guys got back on monday monday, monday yes and we you had a monday hangover so we had a monday is- we had a monday hangover there was a lot of you know when we were we were pretty amazed like like she called me and, and you were she, we, we were like when we i was in my go. hotel room and i was like i don't know if i can do this yeah and we, <laughs> it I was like 9 a.m and i was almost like let's get a later flight but we rallied and oh. um I was like, we could I was like crying when I was packing, like yeah. literally crying because I was so miserable. And I was like, now I, I want to die. And then I was so hungover <laughs> that Billy got me alcohol and it, I couldn't drink it. Yes. Oh, that, that's, that's when you that's know it's how bad. You know he got me a high nachos. noon and then he got me and I was like, I can't drink this. And then he got me beer and I'm like, I can't drink this. And then he got me food. I was like, I can't eat this. And normally yeah. those oh, are all no. the things that like help. Yeah. I was yeah. done. That's oh, how we knew. no. That's how we knew that it was a bad one. Yeah. But you know what? We, um... You we rallied. We got there. We had a time, and we can. You all can hear about the CrimeCon adventures on the Patreon because we're yes. doing a CrimeCon wrap up. I will say this: like a Truth Serum CrimeCon edition, Truth Serum CrimeCon episode. But I will say this: this is the best thing that happened in CrimeCon. This is definitely because of the true crime community, and I believe firsties because the bars at Paris. Ran out of Aperol. Of Aperol. Uh, Everyone was drinking Aperol spritzes. I, w- I mean, I was the whole time. But I, then, like, people yeah. were like, Alexis, Aperol spritz. I was like, yeah. But I was like, bitches, now there aren't anymore. They ran out the whole hotel. I know. They well, literally had, ran out. Yeah, it was so good. I was definitely drinking with you in spirit because I went out to brunch on Saturday. And the place that I was at brunch also ran out of Aperol. So... Mm-hmm. I might have drank them out of Aperol with my two Aperol spritzes that I had. What so. is up? People, get it together. Get your bar managers in check. Order that shit in advance. Yeah. They're very trendy. Um, yeah, so like Billy said, we're doing... We haven't recorded it yet, so I really don't know anything that happened at CrimeCon. We're doing it after this. Uh, we'll have our, our, our wrap-up 
coming out next week of uh-huh. all of the adventures and misadventures that you guys had at Crime Con, and I'm so excited to see and what the fuck happened. And have the ghost of Jack haunted us the whole time. Yes. And then took her revenge, too. And the funny thing was is that Alexis was ordering her Aperol spritzes light. And we, they, every bartender knew it. So whenever I would go up and order a drink, I'd be like, they'd be like, light, we know. You know what I mean? Because that's what... So really, she was ordering it the Jack Vanek way. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they still ran out. So you, we knew that there were a lot more firsties, too. It wasn't I just I was Alexis. rationing, and they yeah, still ran were, out. <laughs> Alexis was rationing the Aperol. Though, that's true. Though, you know, like, a lot of the firsties that have tried the Aperol spritz hate it. <laughs> I can't believe that. But you know what? It takes time. You have to try it again in, like, six months. Because remember yeah. when I introduced it to the group, everyone was like, ew. I had, like, my own bottle of Aperol at, like getaway and like I was making them myself pictures just for me yeah (laughs) and no one liked it you also have to find your like your ratio of Aperol to champagne to soda water that you personally Mm -hmm. feel good about you know what I mean every person's different Mm -hmm. anytime I say I'm ordering them light they still bring them way too strong with Aperol so it's like that's a personal journey that you must go on yourself you you have to find the Aperol like how it speaks to you by your by it's like a walkabout there's yeah, also a chance. About. There's also a chance your bartender is making it wrong, and if they're making it wrong, because like I've seen people like Aperol, just Aperol and soda water. That's what yeah. they oh, think it is. I know, and it's like you could have gotten a bad one. That's not mm-hmm. a true Aperol so, spritz. So you got to read the back so, of the bottle. You got to watch them make it. You got to take, you know, take autonomy take over your, your drink, mm-hmm. over your drinks. Take it into your own hands. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so there was a lot. Yes, there was a lot of Aperol. The Aperol was gone by. By, by Sunday, but there was a lot of other things that were going on, and uh, you're going to hear all about it on the Patreon. Yes, That's right. coming out next Tuesday. Um, okay, well, uh, what day is it today, Billy? Well, today is May 5th, and in 1821, the dark day, Napoleon died in exile. Ooh. Now, Napoleon was the former French ruler. He once ruled, the empire actually stretched all across Europe, and he died in a British prison. In, on the remote island of St. Helena in the Southern Atlantic Ocean. Mm. Now, he, you know, he rose through the ranks. He established the Napoleonic Code, which is a new system of French law. And he was crowned Emperor of France in 1807. Now, this, this empire was gigantic, or as I would say, huge. Huge. Uh, <laughs> huge. I can't, believe, I can't believe it's as recent as 1807. I always think of Napoleon as like 1400s. Yeah, yeah there but is like a, yeah. Because yeah. that's not, <laughs> I, that, not that far away. It's because like, when you think about the 18, like, like what he's wearing is very over the top. Well, it's like, like when Renaissance. I, <laughs> well, it's like, it's recent enough where like when I use my newspaper archive searches, like I can see papers back to 1830s. Like it's not, yeah. so to think about like this was in the early 1800s, it's like, I just always think of him as being much more ancient. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So he, everything was going well, and then what does he do? Just like Hitler did 100 years later, he invaded Russia. That was a disaster. He lost Spain to the Duke of Wellington in the Peninsula War. And Peninsula? Peninsula? Peninsula. Peninsula. And then he was eventually exiled to the island of Elba. He escaped to France in early 1815. He rose up another army, and then he had the crushing defeat at Waterloo, against Wellington. Wellington, we now know as Beef Wellington, Beef Wellington. which is a very good. Uh, and Waterloo, we know from the uh, Abba song. Yes. Well, also Waterloo is a place in the Bahamas. Mm. Okay. A nightclub. They said he... They said <laughs> I he, thought it was like a city in the Bahamas. It's a nightclub. <laughs> it's a nightclub in Nassau. Yeah. So uh, he died. Uh, uh, he was eventually exiled to another island because that's what you did back then. They think he died of stomach cancer. 
and uh, his body was returned to Paris, and it was interred in the in a hotel day. Invalids, which I guess is a hotel for invalids. I guess that's what they're calling it back then. Sounds like hospice care. It does sound a little bit like that. But <laughs> yeah. um, but that's Napoleon. We are going to get into, in True Crime Rewind, we are going to talk about the history of the Napoleon complex. Which I found to be so fascinating when I was going through this whole thing. And it does go back to the fact a lot of it was uh, in the print. That Propaganda. really... Yes. That was bad propaganda for Napoleon. Yes. So we're going to jump into that. But what is the true crime in real time for today? True crime in real time is a case that's unfolding as we speak. A sheriff, a female sheriff was transporting a prisoner and they both went missing. And okay, then, and I've got the tea on, yes. on this because I've been following. I, and I haven't heard about this yet. Um, so I'm excited to learn about it from you too, you mm-hmm. people. You people. So this is actually a Alabama corrections official who's missing. And her name is Vicki White. And she worked for the Department of Corrections there for 17 years. And last week, she was um, transporting an inmate named Casey White. Same last name, no relation. Mm. Uh, that's just a coincidence. That's weird. And apparently, she said that she was taking Casey White to a court appearance. Um, they do this, and then... They disappear and they find the car, which she was being transported in, abandoned. Um, And at first it really seemed like maybe something bad had happened, except when they started digging in, there was no court appointment for him that day. That was like the first clue. Um, But still, like they gave her the benefit of the doubt because in his history, he had, I guess, planned an escape attempt. And one of his plans was to take a hostage during his escape. And he was super violent and he tried to escape before so much so that protocol was that two officers were meant to escort him to every hearing. But the reporting initially gave her the benefit of the doubt. And slowly, all these facts came to light, like she'd sold her house um, very recently. That day she transported him and disappeared was meant to be her last day on the job. She she filed she like put in papers Mm. for retirement. And now they're saying without a doubt she helped him escape. They have a romantic relationship. And I think yesterday or the day before, they uh, filed an indictment against her, charging her for this. So these two are on the run. They're missing. Whoa. They haven't so caught her gone. yet. Wow. They can't find... Well, there's a massive manhunt for them. Um, he is apparently... He's been charged and convicted with capital murder. He's murdered a woman before. Um, I think he attempted to murder another. Don't quote me on that. I don't know his background as much as I've been intrigued by her helping him because I think these dynamics are so fascinating. Like yeah. we saw it in um, Escape from Danamora, that, mm-hmm. that TV show that Patricia Arquette played the uh, the villain in that one or the anti-hero, whatever we we're going to call her. And this has happened before where she mm-hmm. helped two inmates escape the Danamora prison in upstate New York. It never ends well. It never mm-hmm. ends well. I know. Where do they think they're going to go? How do they think that they're just going to live this like normal? Your homie doesn't have a passport, lady. Your homie doesn't have a passport. So like, what are you guys going to do? Yeah. You know, how are you going to get across the board? You you know, they're either going north or south. They're trying to go to Canada or they're going to Mexico because like Mm -hmm. the U.S. is landlocked by that. They can't get on a boat. So, I mean, I'm fascinated to see how it plays out. You just hope Vicky White that he doesn't turn on you and kill you because he is a murderer of women. Yep. Yeah, and he very well could be using it, like saying, I'm going to be with you, being a Romeo, and then she finally gets him to a place in Tijuana, and then 
he does away with her. Men so. do this shit all the time, all pretending the time. that they like are into women for yeah. X or Y reason. So it wouldn't really surprise me if she was just a pawn in the whole thing at the end of the day anyway. That's right. He's a sociopath. Wow. Well, that's crazy. Maybe by the time this airs in two days, we'll have some updates. But I'm surprised it's even taken them this long, to be yeah, honest. Crazy. So crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy story. All right. Well, when we come back, we have got some bitching to do. Please rise. Court is now in session. All rise. Call the first witness. How do you plead? Guilty or not guilty? Okay. Welcome to On The Stand. I think everybody knows how this goes by now, so I'm not, not going to explain it to you. Uh, who would like to go first or should I? You go first. Okay. On The Stand today for me is the espresso martini. Now, you know, it took me a while to get on board with the espresso martini because I'm not a vodka drinker. I have, I get allergic reaction when I drink vodka. Um, So recently I've been told that you can make an espresso martini with tequila. What? And yes. And the espresso is so strong that it kind of cuts the tequila taste and you can't really, you can't really taste the alcohol in an espresso martini at all. That's why it's so freaking good. Because the espresso just like outweighs everything. So I have recently been starting, if I'm going to have like a day and I'm starting with brunch, I'm eating some food along with this coffee alcohol concoction. I love it. It's like the adult vodka Red Bull. Mm -hmm. It's so good. And I am all for it. I'm not a cocktail drinker, but this is the one that I can really get on board with. I'm honestly blown away. Why? Just because that sounds so gross. Really? Yeah. Have you had one? I don't drink coffee, but um, I was just talking to Billy at, we we were were just talking to someone who's a bartender and she's like, why are these things coming back? They're the most disgusting. She's like, people ask her to make them all the time and she was the one complaining about them. And I was like, it sounds like such a headache in like a bottle to me. Um, Oh no. Especially with tequila. That sounds even worse than vodka. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's not, it's, um, listen, it's supposed to be made with vodka. Like nobody, it's not like it's supposed to be made with the tequila, but you can. And I just have to say, don't knock it until you try it. It gives you the jolt of energy that you really need yeah. to start your day off. Right. You know like, what? I, yeah, yeah. I will say this. So, um, the it, Esquire called it the drink of 2022. Like this is the drink that we we need. We want to go out, but we still we still need to get into the uh, into the hang of it because because of the pandemic. I will say, as the you know very minority owner of a bar that has a co- that has a coffee <laughs> shop underneath it called <laughs> one one hundred. Yes, that's called owner? that's up gin. By the way, it's on Melrose in Los Angeles. We have a still coffee never shop. Been there. We have a coffee shop and we have a bar, speakeasy up top, and the the that is our signature drink pretty much, other than like the gin drinks, because it makes it there. The reason why the bartenders hate it is because they actually have to have coffee or an espresso machine or something like that. So yeah. they have to deal with other stuff and wait for it to, you know, heat up and everything. So Yeah. It's just it, it's really good. It's the adult vodka red ball. Like, what else are you gonna drink if you need like a little pep in your step and mm-hmm. you don't want to take an Adderall, you know? Like <laughs> Yeah. It's what you do. So I not like Adderall works either. <laughs> not on me for some people i'm impervious to any stimulant well i used to like have a coffee like if i was going out like doing like a day drinking kind of thing i would have like a coffee and then also my cocktail so it's basically combining the two i do one. remember that like when we go to brunch you, you would get a coffee and you would do that i think when in vegas you do that i'm always floored by people who drink coffee like after they drank the night before too it's just wild <laughs> and it doesn't do me any well but like something's oh. got to get the uh intestines moving and that's coffee right. is the only thing that's all right, right espresso martini 
I'm going to say not guilty. Not guilty. Not guilty. I'm, mm, I mean, yeah. I'm not going to stop you, Jack. And I love when you get a little pep in your step. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Who's All right. next? I'll go. Um, you know, this is one of the things that, and I, I, I'm sure I've talked about this before. I don't know if I've ever put it on the stand, but when somebody brings out a guitar at a bar. <laughs> People do that? And they or, say, no, 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 like, not like a, no, like that there's a person that's supposed to, and listen, follow your dreams, everything, I'm all about it. But when I see somebody setting up with a guitar and a little amp at a bar, I know my night is going to be not as good as it would have been if I were just listening to. Because it's always really loud. It's a song that you know, but it's not quite as good as the song, <laughs> yes. unless, you know what I mean? And it's not like, and, you know, I feel so bad about that. Please follow your dream. But, I'm, you know, if you're there, you know, drinking a $15 cocktail or something like that. You're it's gone. just not it's just not something that you want and i oh so a lot of times you'll see it you'll see it, you'll, you'll feel it in the background you feel it it's coming behind you <laughs> you know and i remember being in a, i actually i literally put this in the new book where the a guy behind me starts playing the wreck of the edmund fitzgerald which is a gordon lightfoot song which is just so horrible to begin with and i just was like i gotta get the fuck out of here and i only think i finished my beer i was done what you should have put on the stand is somebody that busts out a guitar at a party, like a house party. Like <laughs> uh-huh. that is truly despicable. Like you know that you're at the wrong place when some when a random person busts out the guitar because it's never somebody that really plays guitar well. Like Jared would never do that. That would be his worst nightmare to have to be forced. No, because that's Jared's actual job. Yeah. So and that's he, like us being at a party it. and me and Alexis going, we're going to investigate a crime for the next three <laughs> yeah. hours and you're going to watch us. <laughs> well, Jared no, doesn't so need that kind of attention because he plays in, in front of thousands of adoring fans on a stage with a fan blowing his hair around like that is if you need a rock star like mojo energy like jared's got all of it it's only dumb dumbs who need to do it at a party because that's all they're that's what they're gonna get that's their only audience they're gonna get life Mm -hmm. that is true um yeah so i don't i don't mind it at a bar like i love live music like in any setting and a lot of the times some of these people that play at like rest, like I love like live music at a restaurant or if you're mm-hmm. at a winery, something chill. I don't want, or it depends on where I am. You know what? I'm actually yeah. usually into live music, but sometimes those people are really talented. I think that sometimes they absolutely are really talented too. I think it's the singing that, that always breaks it up. I think if you're just doing the, 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 the <laughs> instrumental the guitar, only, instrumental yeah. only play Wonderwall um, to your heart's content. Music only. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What do you think? Right. Lex? Um, I'm going to say guilty because uh, my 80, that's just way too distracting. Like if I'm trying to have a conversation and then all of a sudden there's lyrics being <laughs> sung loud in an ear behind me, like then I can't focus on the conversation I'm having. Yeah, I get all it. Right. All right. Okay. So guilty. I'm, I'm saying not guilty. Guilty. I mean, I'll say guilty, but follow your dreams. In follow your, your dreams. All right. Lex. All right. So this is something I'm defending. Um, we were in Vegas and we were, me and Billy were walking around as we do and we passed a bar and had all these open windows. It's like within a casino, but it was a bar. And it, to me, I was drawn to it because I saw two pianos facing each other and a duel was happening. And I was like, let's go in there. This looks fucking awesome. A dueling piano bar. And Billy's like, Nope, hate it. Hate dueling piano bars. And I was like, I was like, are you serious? There's literally nothing. You're from Long Island. Billy Joel. Like, there's literally yeah, nothing yeah. better than a dueling piano situation. And I was blown away. And I was like, I, other people can't feel this way. Like, they they incite so much joy. Mm. Um, yes. So I'm defending mm. dueling piano bars as, like, one of the last remaining sources of happiness in the world. Yes. 
Oh my God. I love dueling piano bars. There's this one of my favorite bars in the entire world. It's called Pete's. It's on 6th Street in Austin, Texas. It's so fun. I think dueling piano bars get the vibe up. Like they get the people ready to party. It's basically like doing karaoke with a group. It's so much fun. I there's nothing that I actually love more than a dueling piano bar. Me too. And just how good the piano people are. They don't even look at their hands and they're playing like Billy Joel. And they're like so into it. It's like theatrical. Yeah. And they're like getting really competitive with the other piano. Like who can do it better? And I'm like, this is the fucking shit. Like yeah. it's, it's culture. It's art. It's fun. It's community. There's booze. There's merriment. There's all the, f- the favorite banger hits that's in a bar. Like you get, you get living on a prayer. You and get tiny dancer. The they're only playing the hits. They that's don't want right. to play a snooze. Cause then they're not going to get the tips. They play Eagle Eye Cherry Save Tonight. They play, frankly, anything you want for just like $10. You can have your dreams come true. Which hotel was this in? Paris? Yeah, Paris has one. Wow. Or I don't know if it's Paris or Bally's. It's like the corridor between them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but it was like looked sick and Billy was like no we're not yeah. going in there oh, so and you didn't like, even go Alexis no Alexis also wanted to go on a gondola ride too so um, in Venice <laughs> no no I got I had to do one of those recently because it was part of a social post mm, would not recommend I was also kind of, so hungover and it was the last thing I oh ever wanted to do no. yeah. it also smells sort of like sewage in there it's yeah, not they, it's, it's, it's kind of like, they, like got, they, got, they got Venice right a little bit there's some parts of Venice that's amazing but there are some parts that are like that so yeah yeah. All right, dueling piano bars. I'm gonna say guilty with extreme prejudice. I yeah. No, you should actually recuse yourself from this. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Me and Jack will be voting not guilty. Jack, okay, fine. Not guilty. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, this is good. I think that all of these there's gonna be some differing opinions for all mm-hmm. of said mm-hmm. things on this on the stand. I love it. All right. Well, uh, when we come back, it is time for some true crime rewind. When I was growing up, I took French in high school, but I could never get the language to stick. I wanted to be fluent so bad, but it never happened. I just couldn't focus and I couldn't practice enough and it didn't work. But thankfully, there's Rosetta Stone, which is the most trusted language learning program. And it's available on desktop or it can be used as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone is different. It immerses you in so many ways. And with its intuitive process, you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, and then sentences. And before you know it, boom, conversations. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the first-degree listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com first. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com first today. Okay, so it comes as no surprise that I have absolutely no idea how to cook. I don't want to learn how to cook. It's not really my thing. But when I tried Factor meals, it was a freaking game changer. So Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. Yeah, two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. So the first time I tried Factor meals, I was actually blown away because I'm like, 
that's it. That That's all it is. Two minutes and the meals are so delicious. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. And you can treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, ooh, fancy, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Like I said, they're so easy to prepare. I love them. So head to factormeals.com slash degree 50 and use code degree 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code degree50 at factorymeals.com slash degree50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. It's almost summer and the best and most sustainable way to shop for a new season is on therealreal.com. The Real Real is the largest and most trusted source for authenticated luxury resale. It's the only place you'll find brands like Hermes, Cartier, Prada, Dior, Staud, Zimmerman, Jacquemus, and more for up to 90% off retail. 10,000 plus new arrivals land every single day from hundreds of brands you love, all authenticated by a team of in-house experts. Whether it's that perfect wedding guest look, a new summer sandal, an updated beach tote, resort wear for your summer vacation, you're bound to find exactly what you're looking for, plus deals you won't get anywhere else on therealreal.com. Visit therealreal.com and use code FIRST at checkout for 20% off. Terms apply. True crime. Yeah, it's rewind time. Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to True Crime Rewind. We're talking about Napoleon. Uh, yeah. Napoleon complex. We were just at this is, you know, we just got back from Paris, uh, Alexis and I after we I believe we conquered Paris at our um, our panel on Long Island serial killer. And Jack, you were very much missed. But mm. I think Crime Con, um, we are going to definitely conquer Orlando. And we can Hell conquer yeah. all the because that'll be Epcot. So we can conquer all of the uh, countries. So now I do have one. So we were going to talk about the uh, the Napoleon complex. But I want to talk about just I want to lead with the big story. Okay. Um, did you know that Russia's greatest Napoleonic reenactor was once found drunk in a river with the <laughs> severed arms of his lover in his backpack? Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know why this hasn't. This is so awful. So his name was Oleg Sokolov. He was dressed in he, he was supposed to, you know, be in his full uh, Napoleonic costume. Instead, he was fished out of the river. He had a backpack containing a woman's severed arms. Then he was uh, recovering from hypothermia in a hospital. He was 63 years old, an assistant professor in history, and he was one of the preeminent scholarly reenactors of the Napoleonic Wars. Now, one of his students, 24-year-old Anastasia Yashenko, he dismembered her body, decapitated her body, was found in his apartment, and then he um, he took uh, he got really drunk and jumped into the river with his uh, with with her arms in the backpack. Oh my God, he confessed Awful. to it. He said that um, it was a uh, a crime of Saint Petersburgian passion that had uh, parallels to Dostoevsky's novel *Crime and Punishment*, the use of an axe, that kind of thing. So uh, he said it. He did it in a fit of rage. Then entertained guests later that day while the body was in a room behind a closed door. This is according to the Washington Post. What is so whack, Heiko? When yes. was this? This is like 2019. Oh my God! So recently. Yeah. This is recent. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yikes, dude. Totally so, yikes. Horrible. So, so there you go. It's not known whether he actually, you know, um, was short, because we're going to get into the whole Napoleonic complex and where this came from. Yes. So the Napoleonic complex is named after Napoleon. Now, everybody thinks that Napoleon was short. So it's attributed to short people, and it's saying that if somebody is particularly short for the average height of their country or wherever, they get a particular type of behavior that is overly aggressive or dominant. Domineering. And it's and, to overcompensate for their st- small stature. Right, yes. exactly. Now, so let's go back to where this actually came from. Now, in 1803, the Brits, who have always not liked the French, they were dealing with this guy. And they mocked him as being this short-tempered small guy. Apparently, some historians think he was like five, five foot seven which was an inch or so higher than the average male height at the time. Some said he might have been 5'2". And he also hung out with all of his guards who were really big. But um, he, he probably was of normal height or maybe even tall for his age. But what happened is, is that there is a British cartoonist named James Gilray who would always draw him as a short guy who is like, like a little maniac raving little madman type of thing, like a like a wearing boots that were like too big for him and he's just like all upset and he was like banging his 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 his, his fists and gave him the li- nickname little bony little bony stuck. little bony yeah. what a bummer for it's, him dude what a fucking bummer that your normal height like that was normal height for back in the day and it's all because of this like british propaganda that is just like this little it's squirt and then like it became this, fact because yes then it became fact yeah Oh my God! It's like poor Napoleon. Let's empathize. <laughs> this world-dominating megalomaniac. It is kind of amazing because I think that, like, he said some quote. Oh man, I don't know where it is, Billy. It's somewhere in this doc. But uh-huh. he basically was like, it all was from this one guy. This like one. He, they're all like political cartoons or whatever yeah. that they're like throwing in the papers. And at the end of his life, I think he was like, he did more damage to me than like anything else in my life. Like Mm -hmm. he really just hit him where it hurt, like right in the ego, calling this guy like a little, little shrimp, little bony, little bony. And like that ruined his life. Like that was the nail in the coffin that really, really set it off. Yeah. I love that. Well, there's, it's considered one of the most famous political cartoons of all time. It was, it was a cartoon called Plum Pudding in Danger and it's. It's a uh, picture of Napoleon and the British prime minister sort of carving up the world. Like, this is how we're going to carve up all of these different countries. And Napoleon is really, really tiny compared to the British guy. He's basically, he's standing. Like, the other guy's just sitting in a seat. And he's standing, and he's only up to basically the guy's waist. And he just looks like a little kid, which is so funny. Yeah, Yeah, I'm here for this. That's where it came from. Now, as far as the, there was, you know, so this has been used as, okay, this person has a Napoleon complex if it's a shorter, uh, usually gentleman. I've never really heard it used for, with a woman before. I don't know if you guys have had. No. But um, there was a- That doesn't a, uh, exist for women. In in the, in in a university- It's called like a firecracker if you're like a yeah. tiny- <laughs> No, there's like, all sorts of awful names if women are like assertive and- yeah. Like for a short, there's nothing like- that's like Napoleon complex for a woman for like a yeah. short. Yeah, that's true. Well, Feisty. there was so the University of Central Lancashire, which is in Britain too. So, in two thousand seven, they did a. Um, they found that the Napoleon complex was the myth, and they discovered 
that short men were less likely to lose their temper than men of average height. How did they how did they discover this? Yeah, what did they do? What kind of things are they doing? Okay, the exp- the experiment involves subjects dueling each other with sticks with one subject <laughs> deliberately wrapping the other man's knuckles. Interesting. Oh, and then my... and then the heart monitor is what actually sense that the taller men were pissed and then they would hit back more than the shorter men. My favorite part of this is this experiment was done in 2007. Like this sounds like something that was probably done back in the 1800s when <laughs> Napoleon was around, like hitting each other with sticks. Where are they finding these sticks? Are they going out and just like grabbing a twig and being like dual with each other? Like what the fuck is going on? Who funded this study? Like who, when there's cancer and all these other things to be solved, like who was like, this is where our resources should go. <laughs> and this who is, decided that's the, the answers study. we need? Because you usually figure like the Napoleon, like a lot of, you would think about it maybe like with women or like ma- being macho, kind of like one upping each other. Like if you, you were the boss of a company, like how you, like if, are you like tyrannical? Are you, you know, mm-hmm. berating or whatever, belligerent? Yeah. But no. like, they're like, okay, stand next to each other and hit each other's and knuckles each other. with a stick. And then stick. You, you hit their knuckles, but the other one doesn't. Then that happens. Now. <laughs> There was another one, this guy, Abraham Bunk, great name for a professor. Cool trying name, to Bunk. Bunk. Yes. <gasps> yeah. He did not debunk it. He actually said, you know what? I found evidence that there is such a thing. Did he as create the word debunk? debunk? That sounds like. So. It's because it's two U's, too, which is pretty cool. He Boop. said that, he said, here's, what the, here's what he said. He said that men who were five foot four were 15% more likely to show signs of jealousy than men who were six foot six. Well, it's because everyone's a threat who's taller. And also somebody that's six six, like everybody is jealous of them. Yeah, so they don't they don't understand jealousy. They just get through their life like skating by, right? Mm-hmm. Because so, everyone um, wants to like climb them like a tree. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it on the on uh, guys who dress up as Napoleon and do very bad things. Well, no one covered Napoleon Dynamite yet, though. I thought we were going to get no, there. No, we weren't going to cover Napoleon Dynamite. No, that's not going to happen. That's going to be for a next year. We will do that on Napoleon's death day. But now we're going to hear about the worst things that you people have all done. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You are a horrible person. What's the worst thing you've ever done? Come one, come all. Come bad people, come good people. Um, today I judge not because I was just in Vegas and I can judge no one. <laughs> Sin City, fact, baby. Exactly. Like, listen to my voice. I've probably gotten like two hours of sleep in the last week, but that's okay. We're not here to talk about me. We're going to talk about you. 
So let's go on with our first firsty worsty. Hi, guys. Uh, first, I just want to say how much I love your podcast. Um, you guys are excellent and a great chemistry all together. So much fun. Um, you make true crime fun. Anyway, uh, I'm one of those who uh, I have so many worse things I've ever done that uh, I may be calling back, but uh, with with more stories. But um, this is the first worst thing I can remember. Um, I was about 13 and I was asked to babysit a very nice new um, family in town. So I went over to babysit and um, it was right after Thanksgiving and they had used all this special um, china um, in their house and um, they had done it. Uh, it was like the special, special dishes they had. And they did a... Um, a load of dishes. I mean, it must have been the day after Thanksgiving. So they had a load of dishes in the dishwasher that were done. And I decided to, like, go the extra mile and put everything away. And I don't quite remember how this happened, but as I was moving all their china somehow, um, everything fell. And I broke all their dishes. And, I mean, literally they crashed onto the floor and were all broken and I did not know what to do. I was mortified. And so uh, the way I decided to handle this was I swept it. I put it all in a in a plastic bag. And I took it out and I went into the neighbor's yard and I dug a hole and I buried it. Because I just could not face what I had done. And I actually went home and told my mom, um, I think, I don't know, or maybe I told her a couple of months later. But anyway, so I, they never called me back again, but uh, I'm sure they scratched their heads uh, for the rest of their lives, wondering what happened, what I could possibly have done with their dishes. So I wish I even knew their names. I would uh, reach out and, and tell them. But all right. Uh, thanks so much, guys. Bye. Okay. So you broke all of Nana's, dead Nana's special china. Okay, I love that the default for any crime, small or large, is to bury it yeah. somewhere. Um, yep. If it's buried in the ground, it doesn't exist. It didn't happen. Um, I want to know more. I want to know where did you get the shovel to dig this hole? What time of year was it? Was the ground frozen? Was the ground soft? Yeah. Like how were you? Were you like sweating, panicked? Like how severe or, was or, the fear? Or did she think that if she buried them, it was more like planting them and then new, a tree <laughs> with new plates would grow? New China would emerge. Honestly, um, I love that you buried them. It's not like, it's not it's like just you put like them in a trash can down the street. You're like in the ground, in mm -hmm. the neighbor's yard. And Let's then someone's going to find everyone. them. And it's going to be like really old China from someplace else. And like a thousand years from now, it's going to really, really confuse archaeologists. They're going to be like, this Horse? is China from France. And it's, in, it's fossilized <laughs> yes. in the ground. Yeah. Like what is this? Pangea. This was Napoleon. This how is Pangea. Is this yeah. How is this possible? I don't understand. <laughs> oh, I'm dying well. to know also what your mom said. My mom would have made me go tell them because she's like moral like that. Hopefully she didn't mm -hmm. make you because if it was my kid, I'd be like, your secret's safe with me. That yeah. China never existed. No. Oh, poor gal. Oh, my gosh. Well, you're cute that you care about it. And yes, please go back with your others because if this is just the tip of the iceberg, I'm dying to know what you have next. Yeah, what else and you know, there? you should like 
like take that china dig it back up and like put it together in like a nice little art project or yeah. something Honestly, you know you can make a mosaic wall at your home yeah mm-hmm. like there's stuff to be done with that don't just bury it and forget about it forever like sell a new art piece on etsy but how mm-hmm. weird would it be if she was caught as an adult trying to dig it back up <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> like, true. what is this lady doing in her backyard that is true oh my gosh i love you well don't beat yourself up these things happen um and we're on to the next worsty firsty Hi, you guys. I am a huge fan. Love all three of you. I'm not going to say my name or where I'm from because this story, I think, is still, um, I think people might be traumatized by it. But the worst thing I have ever done, and only about five people, eight now, including you three, know about this. And in high school, me and my girlfriends stole a bunch of fireworks and smoke bombs from our guy friend's garage. And we held on to them for so long, we I don't even know why, we thought we'd steal their fireworks. Um, but we were driving around one night, windows down, music blasting, just having like the time of our sophomore lives. And we were driving past this house and we noticed that all of the senior boys <laughs> were parked outside this one kid's house and we thought oh my gosh and one of them had left their windows down and we thought let's put a smoke bomb in his car and just scare him like they'll never know it was us and it'll just be hilarious it'll just be like what the fuck like there's a smoke bomb in this guy's car so we do that we light it and we drop it in he had left his windows down like just the perfect amount for the smoke bomb it looked like a little grenade and all of a sudden we're just down the street and we're watching it and all of a sudden sparks start flying because none of us had any any idea what the what the hell to expect from a smoke bomb we just thought you pull this little thing and it starts to smoke no it starts (laughs) sparking everywhere then a fire so we all run down the street get in the car drive away and we're all just like fuck 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 like what are we going to do like holy crap So we kind of just are like, no, it's fine. It's totally fine. We drive past the house again just to make sure, like, it's fine. Maybe they're coming out, like, thinking, like, oh, my gosh, your car's smoking, and then, surprise, nothing. No, we drive past again. There's an ambulance, two fire trucks, this kid's car, a a total blaze. This kid's car is on fire. Um, They put the fire out, um, totally ruined, like, melted we're so lucky it didn't explode and um we all just then went home in our perspective perspective cars (laughs) and drove home in silence and never talked about it again and this poor guy was having to ride a bike to work for i don't even know how long till he bought a new car and i still to this day feel so bad because it was it was totally random whose car it was his window just happened to be down and so that is the worst thing I have ever done. First of all, I'm going to do a little story time. Oh. You shouldn't feel that bad about this because yours was an accident. My car was fucked up by mean, mean, mean older girls all on purpose. And not only did they fuck my car up and total it, but they spray painted slut on it yes, when I was straight. a virgin still. And I don't think they even feel bad. So you know what? You shouldn't feel bad. It was an accident. You, it was some, but this is the danger of pranks. Sometimes pranks go too far. Um, 
and it was a but it was a mistake. You meant. I always look at the the motive behind the act. You didn't mean to fuck this kid's life up, and I think you learned a valuable lesson. Um, but you shouldn't feel that it it happens. He doesn't think about it anymore. He probably thinks about it oh, every once in a while. It. I think every time he hears a loud noise or sees a spark. He might yeah. <laughs> I don't think he thinks about it. I think he went on to have many, many worse traumatic memories. <laughs> and, just uh, just one of many. And, yes. you know, I don't. You were in high school. This is this is when you make these kinds of mistakes. When you can't yeah. be charged as an adult. I mean, so <laughs> many kids have like a prank gone wrong. It's like just some go worse than others. And um, good thing that nobody got hurt because that could have been. Then there could have been an investigation. You'd have to like get your story straight. It would have been a whole thing. So, you know, shit happens. Smoke bombs, they go off all the time, right? We all forgive right. you. You should forgive yourself. Yeah. Yes, yes. All right. Well, I think that there's only one thing left to do, Miss right. Alexis. All right. Uh, this uh, very special poem, poem is called The Costanza Complex. Mm. Love it. The Costanza Complex is quite an ailment, and one of the symptoms is self-derailment. Do you ruin your own life at every turn? Then you could have the Costanza Complex, and there's cause for concern. Are you pushy, irritable, petulant, loud? Do you respect personal space or do you overcrowd? No. Do you ever have inexplicable mood swings? And are you aware of the hell that your presence brings? <laughs> are you hot-blooded, aggressive, and short? And unfortunately, I have some disturbing news to report. <laughs> do you lie and create false propaganda? Well, then I fear you may have the complex of Costanza. Wow. That good was about that amazing one. and nice. long. I'm shocked that you wrote such a long stanza. Well, I kept having ideas. State. I kept having ideas, and it couldn't stop. Oh, that's good. Mm, the Costanza complex. That's the that's a modern day Napoleonic complex, and I definitely have it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Love it. Self therapizing. Uh, yeah. Bye. Bye, guys. Happy Napoleon's and dies day. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.